It is so weird to me to think that it was 39 years ago tonight that I got on a plane in Salt Lake City. When I got off the plane, I was in San Diego. My first night in the Navy. By the way, it turns 245 years old today. Proud of that. That first few moments was spent here. A place called R&O. It is now a firefighting training facility. The building is still there. Navy some years ago donated it to the San Diego County Fire Department and they use it for fire training now. But you see that ramp going up on the left and then it loops around and you can see where it goes up on the underneath that side on the right was sitting Chief David Heisey. He was looking for people to be in drill company and a bunch of us were sitting there about where that fire trucks are. Anybody here play a musical instrument? Well, of course I do. Next thing I know, I was standing underneath that ramp there with him and he asked me the weirdest question I'd ever heard in my life up to that moment. And I had no idea how to answer it. Oh, and he said, are you a beater or a blower? I, I had no clue what he was talking about. I, I no, no idea. Turns out he was doing the, the most Navy way of asking me if I played drums or, or brass instruments. So San Diego was an interesting experience. It was a challenging time for me. I mean, you got to remember, I had just turned 18 and I came from a very sheltered family. I came from a very sheltered life and it was eye-opening. It was more exercise in that 10 weeks I was there than I think I ever did in my entire life up to that point. And I was there for an extra two weeks because it took us a while to get enough people to form our company. If you weren't in the drill company, you could just go on your way and get uh, get there. I think what was interesting for me, though, is looking back at that experience, looking back at that time in my life, and I ask myself this question a lot. What did I even know that day? If I knew that day what I knew now, would, would anything have been different for me? Would anything have been, I don't know, rearranged? Would, would would the results have been different? What did I even know that day? When it comes to constitutional issues, what did I know that day? I knew I had freedom of speech. I also knew if I opened my mouth when I wasn't supposed to, I was going to be doing push-ups. I knew I had freedom, the right to bear on keeping bare arms. Dad had a bunch of them. I didn't have any personally, but didn't figure I'd need them in basic training. And I knew I had a freedom of religion. I knew that I was free, and because I had spent so much time in Utah, I was particularly, particularly in tuned to that one. I was particularly interested in freedom of, of religion. That was pretty much all I knew. And for the next 11 years, I would serve in the United States Navy. The biggest mistake I ever made was getting out of the Navy. I could say that with some authority, but I also know that even if I could go back and change it, would I be the same person that I am now? Would I be in the same place that I am now? I, I don't know that I would be. I really don't. 
I, I think some things would be the same. Cammy and I had met back during that time. I don't think anything would have changed there, but maybe, maybe I wouldn't be quite so cynical about things. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to explain to people sometimes where my cynicism comes from. But when it started, it probably started that night right there in front of Arno when I got asked that question, are you a beater or a blower? And I literally stood there like, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know how I answered it? I had brought my mouthpiece, my trombone mouthpiece with me to basic training because I wanted to keep my embouchure good. I was still a musician back in those days. And so I pulled out my mouthpiece and I said, I'm one of these. <laughs> That's how I answered it. So last week during the vice presidential debate, here in Washington State, we were much anticipating that being over because immediately following the vice presidential debate came the Washington State gubernatorial debate between our two candidates, one on the right there, Lauren Culp, and Governor Jay, I got 0% Ensley, who, again, frankly, I wouldn't vote for no matter who he was running against. I. You could pick some of the worst characters in all of history to run against him, and I would still pick them because Jay Inslee is a failure in my view. This uh, particular debate was held, of course, remotely because here in Washington State, we be locked down still. And that was entirely the decision of one Jay Inslee. Nobody else has had any say in this except, of course, for, quote-unquote, the science, which is what Inslee said repeatedly. The science will guide us. The science will make the decision as to when we will list, lift the lockdown. We will be guided by science. And of course, part of the fun up here was, was the uh, bingo game, which is a little small there. You can't really, can't really read it, I don't think. But we have the different phrases for each candidate. And I don't know who got bingo. It wasn't me. I know that. But in the middle of this debate, in the middle of this Washington State debate that we had for our governor's position, the current governor, Jay Zero Inslee, kept saying, we'll be guided by the science. We'll be guided by the science. This is something he has said. This is a catchphrase almost for him. Science. There, of course, were many interested parties watching this debate. I was not one of them. Let's be clear about this. I do not watch debates. There's no reason to watch debates. Debates, in fact, are utterly pointless and useless. No one's mind has changed. All it is is a zinger contest. It's not an actual debate. It's a, what can I say in 30 seconds that will insult my opponent to the degree that, you know, he, he's bleeding so bad he has to walk off the stage because sticks and stones may break your bones, but words, boy, that'll really get him. <clears throat> That's the point we've reached in our political discourse. In the midst of this debate, however, as Inslee once again repeated the phrase, we'll follow the science, a local talk show host by the name of Dory Munson. Now, you probably have never heard of this guy, but he is a local radio talk show host who was following the debate 
and he tweeted Inslee, colon, we follow science in Washington. And then he pontificated the state where I could go to Olympia tomorrow and change my birth certificate to say I was a girl on 10-261. Ha 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 ha. That's apparently his birthday. In other words, what he was saying is, we follow science, but I could drive to Olympia tomorrow and change my birth certificate to say that I'm not a guy. I'm a female. I can, I can simply snap my fingers, drive down to the Capitol building, and change my gender. Just like that. Now, what you need to understand about Mr. Monson is that he has long said that the science does not support transgenderism. This is nothing, this is nothing new here. There is nothing surprising. There is nothing here that's, uh, you know, shocking about what Dory Munson had to say. There, in fact, I don't know that you could count all the times that he has already said this, either in social media, and his shows, whatever. But there is a problem. That problem is that Dory Munson is also the host of the pregame and postgame shows for the local football team, the Seattle Seahawks. And apparently he is followed by Twitter. See, this is the part I don't get about Twitter, I guess. Maybe, maybe I'm just naive. But I I think people follow other people on Twitter just to be offended. If you don't like Dory Munson's radio show, and for the record, I don't. I don't listen to him. There's three reasons why. Number one, uh, he's on in the afternoons, and I'm usually busy. But number two, the radio station that he's on has a crappy signal, and I don't want to stream it. But number three, I just don't care that much. And And I don't like the Seahawks. So I never listen to the Seahawks on radio. So I never hear him. But I could follow his tweets, I guess, if I wanted to. But if I don't really care what he says, then why would I follow his tweets? This is the problem with Twitter. You don't follow people to get, you know, recipes or pats on the back or warm fuzzy feelings. You follow on Twitter to get offended. And of course, it didn't take but, you know, five seconds for Ms. Beer Vendor. Kevin Zico to respond. How are the Seahawks allowing, still allowing Dory Munson to be their voice? Well, first off, he's not their voice. He was the pregame and postgame show host, but there we go. He's so opposite of their community-minded messaging, which is true. The Seahawks are very, very, very liberal. Um, and they see that as their community values. And of course, this this uh, turned into, oh my God, Dory Munson said something so offensive, so transphobic that he must be dun, da, 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 silenced. He must be canceled. And of course he was. Within hours, the Seahawks announced that he would not be hosting their pregame and postgame shows last night. And this yesterday morning, it was, we were informed that he had been suspended by his talk radio station show for being transphobic. Something that he had said on his show and his social media accounts for literally years. Which was pointed out by one of the other uh, people around here. Brandy Cruz is a news journalist for the local Fox station. When I first came here, 
I started watching Fox mostly because it was the only TV station I could get. It's weird. I'm 16 miles from Seattle, but the way they have their antennas set up, you can barely get most of the TV stations over an antenna when I first came here. Of course, we didn't have satellite or anything like that. But So I, I started following that particular channel, and Brandy impressed me as being a pretty hardcore leftist. But over the past probably year, year and a half, and certainly in the last six months, I have seen her move hard to the middle. And I mean hard to the middle. She, the whole Antifa thing, the whole Chaz thing really ticked her off. But she tweeted this. Many of you have asked why I haven't commented on Dory Munson's suspension. Wanted to speak to my friend first, Dory. Because I wanted him to know two things. One, I have his back. And two, I don't support those, his tweet. Yes, those two things can be true. And then on her Facebook page, she expanded on that quite, uh, quite well, I thought. I'm not going to post it all here because you don't care that much. But here was a, a, another journalist who pointed out on her Facebook post that he didn't tweet anything he hasn't said before. Why are you people offended now? Why weren't you offended two, three, five, ten years ago when he was saying exactly the same things? You're just virtue signaling. You're just reacting. You're just being offended for the sake of being offended. And here's the real problem with all this. With all the times that he said what he has said, that the science does not support transgenderism. As Ensley said, we, 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 we run by science here in Washington. And Munson's position is that the science does not, does not support the idea that there are 57 freaking genders. The problem is here, he was silenced, and nobody seems to know why. I mean, in principle, we know why. In principle, you can say, well, he was silenced because he's transphobic, Dave. Don't you get that? No, I don't get that at all. He was transphobic, quote unquote, according to your definition of it, five years ago, and you didn't give a flying flip. Now, however, you care. What's changed? What's different? Well, it's 2020, and you've got way too much free time because of Jay Ensley's lockdown, right? (laughs) So what's the real problem here? Is the problem here that he dared to express an opinion? in a nation that enshrines in our very founding document for our government the right to speak one's mind, the right to have an opinion, a Supreme Court decision that says you can have opinions all you want. By the way, Dory Munson's not out making the laws that say you can't go to Olympia and change your gender. He's not making any laws that says if you want to have surgery, you can't. All he did was express his opinion. Science does not support transgenderism. It's an opinion. Maybe you agree with it. Maybe you don't. But the fact is, he can have an opinion, but he has no power to enforce that opinion on anybody, does he? So is it bad that he expressed an opinion? Or is it bad that he stated a scientific fact? Which is it? Or is it the third answer, which is, he dared to say the emperor has no clothes? He dared to say, you're using science as a punching line, as a punchline. You're using science to rationalize and justify things that cannot be otherwise rationalized or justified. 
which, which is it of the three? And of course, Brandy's response to that, Brandy Cruz's response to that was, was spot on. Look, I can disagree with him and still be his friend at the same time. And oh, by the way, why have we reached the point? It's kind of funny because Brandy runs commercials virtually every break about more than ever, Americans rely on journalists to get them the story. But should the press be just granted our respect or should we have to earn it? I'll get to the bottom of the story, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, point being that it's intriguing that she does. But at the same time, she talks about the fact that the facts are facts. He's been saying this exact same thing for literally years and you didn't care. Now he's expressed an opinion saying the emperor has no clothes and you've lost your freaking minds over it. Over a football team, by the way. A football team. My God, we can't let him host a pregame, postgame show, can we? Because, you know, (laughs) he's got bad opinions. Oh, other people have bad opinions, too, don't they? There are millions of people with bad freaking opinions about things. Flat earthers. Now, for the record, my opinion is that there are no actual flat earthers. There's no such thing. Nobody really believes that the earth is flat. They just tell you that because they want to either A, spin you up, or B, hit on you. And they're trying to have a conversation. They're they're trying to find an icebreaker that's unique or different or whatever. So, did you know that the Earth is flat? Conspiracy theorists. By the way, should flat earthers be forced to shut up? Do I I think that flat earthers, earthers should be forced into silence? No. Conspiracy theorists, boy, conspiracy theorists just piss me off more than anything. You know this. Primarily because conspiracy theorists literally are stealing valor from people who earned it because they don't, they can't deal with the idea that somebody else's attention isn't on them. So they got to have that attention. They got an attention whore. And you know how it is. Attention whore is going to have an attention whore. So they, they pretend or maybe even they believe that this wild conspiracy theory based on half-truths and assumptions is the truth. And the government and everybody else is just trying to silence me. Should they be silenced? No. The answer to, to you know, conspiracy theorists is more truth, more speech, more discussion. Undecided voters make me mad. I personally don't believe that there is anything such thing as an undecided voter, but I know some of you do believe in this mythological unicorn that somehow or another, by this point in time, somebody out there just, just they just can't pick. They just, they just, they just got to flip a coin between Donald Trump and Joe Biden because because they can't. They're so close, don't you know? I don't believe in that. Should they be silenced? No. Religious zealots who locked away people like Galileo and who continue to demand of Jesus that he he condemn COVID. Condemn COVID. I demand, I demand, I demand a vaccine. Might have been one of the funniest clips I've ever heard. 
played it yesterday on or day before yesterday on DNR. But um, I don't I don't care for religious zealots. Should they be silenced? No. Political political ideologues should they be silenced? Should should they be forced to just shut up, or should we have rational, well, even irrational discussions with them? Should we? Should we be able to just respond to them, or should we just force them to be silenced? About anti-vaxxers. I'm well on record about how I feel about vaccination, but I know some of you out there are anti-vaxxers. I've never told you not to say that. I've never told you that you can't post on my show about links about your anti-vax crap. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. I think you're foolish to believe it. But I don't think you should be silenced. That's not even how science works, folks. Science doesn't work by silencing opinions. Silence, science requires discussion. It requires speech. It requires testing. It requires observation and experimentation. And you can't get that if you've been told to shut up by whomever, whether that's Twitter and it's cancel culture, or whether it's some radio company that's decided, well... Now that now that the Seahawks have now that the Seahawks have pulled their collective bills out of their butts and decided that this is offensive because some beer vendor got offended by it, now now we should suspend him. Oh, he said it, you know, five years ago? <laughs> well, you know. That wasn't COVID. I guess. I don't know. It's not how science works. What was once in opposition to the status quo. Science was in opposition to the status quo. Now has been turned into a tool of the status quo. It's been turned into, you will listen to our science. I I actually agree with Inslee. We should follow the science, but which science is he following? Who's, don't we have a right? (laughs) I know asking a Democrat for, what you should be able to see is, you know, kind of the kind of the joke of the day these days, whether it's the Supreme Court or the science. Who exactly is he following? Who exactly is it that's telling him that, well, COVID is just, you know, it's going to get worse, folks. You know that, right? You know it's going to get worse. Reality is that Jay Inslee, Newsom, Cuomo, and others have discovered that their state constitutions allow them great emergency powers and they want to keep those because all men are corrupted by power. All of them. And all the better if you can, you know, use censorship and science to do that. By the way, (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen with Dory Munson. I don't don't care. I didn't apply for the job because I don't want to commute to Seattle. You know what the worst thing about censorship is? The worst thing about all this cancel culture, censoring people, telling people to shut up because you disagree with their opinions, for God's sakes. Again, if Dory Munson was passing laws forbidding transgenderism, that'd be a different story, but he's not. All he's saying is, the emperor has no clothes. The worst part of censorship is that... (laughs) 